Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, This is Oilers Now. We're in the 630 Ched Studios, the city's south side. Jam-packed edition of the show. Of course it's jam-packed. It's always jam-packed. Uh, coming up on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. It is Wednesday. Uh, that means we will be joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst from Hockey Night in Canada, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach Craig Simpson at 12.35 today. We'll have a complete recap of last night's victory, 6-2 over the Montreal Canadiens. Wasn't that sweet for all the Oilers fans that were in the house because the Canadiens fans descended upon us. Um, Oilers are going to petition the NHL to have Montreal uh, put on the schedule maybe six to eight times a year. The Oilers have just destroyed them the last three times they played them. Victories of 6-2, 4-1, and 6-2 again last night. Edmonton Oil Kings are on an 8-0-1 run right now. We'll speak to Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill today at 105. Uh, the Oil Kings, for me, probably three-quarters of a year ahead of where I envisioned them uh, based upon the you know cyclical nature of junior hockey, unless you're cheating. And some would say... If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But uh, Edmonton and Calgary in particular, two organizations at the junior level that are owned by NHL franchises that are 
scrutinized a little bit heavily uh, just because of the balance of power in junior hockey and how it works and who's got it than maybe some other markets out there. I'm not naming any names. Portland, Quebec City, uh, London, but I digress. Uh, this is Oilers Now. You can reach us anytime on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree is 5440. Wow. 54-40. Brendan Escott, not to date myself, but when I was in university 25 years ago, that was a... Uh, ba- and I was in university for a long time. Most guys that were in university as long as I was are called doctor. Uh, 5440 were huge in the late 80s, early 90s. They were they had it going on back in the day. So they'll be at the River Creek December the 29th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 for our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford and Fort Saskatchewan a chance experience the uh, difference of Heartland Ford. I mentioned Brendan Escott. He's with us. Huge part of the show. You can reach me at Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan Escott, and the show Twitter account at Oilers. Now, Brendan, I'm going to bring you in early. Um, Four straight losses, but you know what? It was not close last night. I mean, the Oilers could have scored. Leon Dreisaitl could have scored five or six goals in that game. Absolutely. I mean, between the posts and the robberies on Dreisaitl, and the whole team was going. But I think it's pretty easy to go against a team who was punching well above their weight class. I mean, when you look at that roster, Bob, and Andrew Shaw's on the first line, that's a team the Oilers should decimate 6-2. Uh, well, it's and as much as we, I mean, at least their forwards, there's some offensive mojo with some of those guys. To me, it's the defense. You look at the Canadians' defense, obviously. They miss Shea Weber, and a lot of people think, uh, you know, the, the new school guys aren't big on Shea Weber. The old school guys love Shea Weber, you know, and uh, they miss him absolutely. He's a uh, legitimate number one NHL defenseman, and I still think he is that in the league. Uh, but they, I mean, they signed Carl Alsner in Montreal, and, uh, you know, we have lots of consternation at Edmonton over Milan Lucic, but they're scratching Alsner multiple times already, and he's in the second year of his deal. Let's do this. Uh, were you able to uh, put in the I, I called in a request at 10 o'clock today, so, uh, and we got uh, brother lined Absolutely. up for him. All right, so... Uh, a little bit of self-indulgence here, but we're going to do an audio recap of last night's game as we go to our Oilers Audio Vault. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovations, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Combining rural Alberta advantage with the dulcet tones of Jack Michaels. Here's an audio recap of last night's victory over the Montreal Canadiens. Vonta Finland. Well, that town is smiling tonight. They've got Antti Niemi against Miko Koskinen. Habs, oil. Next at Rogers Place to McDavid. One-timer, Benning missed the net. Banked off Niemi. And in. Ned Benning off the end boards. Off Niemi. And Edmonton a 1-0 lead at 313. Falling out of the box was Juleson, but it worked out. He poked it free, and Domi scores off the run to tie the game. Max Domi has just surpassed his high of each of the last two years. He only scored nine goals each of the last two seasons with the Arizona Coyotes, and he looked like an elite-level finisher on that one. Skating under his own power up the right-hand side. McDavid sends three-shot score, dry final. No post that time. Waits kicked it out front. Quick shot score. This game is tied. Short side through Miko Koskinen. He'll hit the line, drop it off for Chason. Slap shot, save the Emmy. Big rebound, quick shot. Kajula score. It went right through Antti Emmy. Nugent Hopkins slides in, shoots and scores. 
Fake shot. Rister score. Chris Russell. McDavid cuts to the middle. Back to Nurse. Shoots and scores. 6-2. And Darnell Nurse with his second of the year becomes the third different defenseman to find the back of the net tonight. And the Oilers are running the Canadians right out of the building. All right, there you go. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers getting the victory. I got sent a message courtesy of NHL Stats and a special thank you to uh, Andre Brin from the Oilers organization. Three goals from the defense last night. And I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Where did it go? Uh, it has only happened... Oh, this is going to suck because I can't make the font size bigger. Uh, and I've got the cheaters on. It's only happened four times over the last, uh, I don't know, last... 10 or 12 years for the hockey club where the Oilers have had three defensemen score in a game. Uh, twice it's happened with Brandon Davidson, ironically enough. Uh, so a couple years ago, let's see, uh, yeah, only once during the 2008-2009 season did it actually happen where the Oilers had three defensemen score goals, and that was the year that Edmonton had four 30-plus point uh, defensemen on the back end. Think about that for a second. The That season in 08-09, the only other two teams in the league that had a three, uh, 4D with the 30-plus points was San Jose and Detroit, and the Oilers haven't come close to that. So they had pretty good push from the back end that year. That's part of the reason why they were right in the playoff hunt till the end of the season, because they were nowhere near as good up front as they currently are. But, uh, you know, they had Sheldon Surrey and Lubomir Vizhnovsky and uh, Tom Gilbert and Dennis Grubishkov, and I, I think they all, you know, Vizhnovsky was hurt that season, but uh, that was the first year he did the color, and they had a lot of juice from the back end. It has been a challenge for the team this season, but it meant a difference last night. Here is Todd McClellan, the Oilers' head coach, on his team's response to uh, ending the losing streak at four games last night against Montreal. We we went after our team pretty pretty good and held them accountable um, on today's Tuesday, Monday, and um, it was a good response game. It shows me that they're uh, they're attentive, they're playing, their their intent is strong and direct and good. Uh, they care about each other, and um, that's a good sign. All right, uh, let's get it started right away. So here's, there is a theory out there, okay? There's two theories. Number one, Leon Dreisaitl must carry his own line. And the other theory is put McDavid and Dreisaitl together and force the opposition to try to stop them. Okay? All right? Try to stop these two guys. Those are the two different perspectives. I think it's going to be a situational... Uh, and some would say, you know what, if the Oilers had moved Dreisaitl off McDavid's line before Game 5 of the Anaheim series... Edmonton wins that series. Well, because they moved in Game 5, and the Oilers blew the 3-0 lead in Game 5 against Anaheim, as we all know, and then Dreisettle had three, go- uh, you know, the big performance, what was it, three goals, five points, in the blowout victory over Anaheim in Game 6, and then Game 7. Uh, and the Oilers were a d- deeper team then than they are right now because they had Pouliot, Nugent Hopkins, and Everly on their third line. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it was, because Lucic and Slepyshev were with Dreisaitl in the second line, and Kajula was up with Maroon on the first line. Um, I've had some of the greatest players in the game tell me, just play McDavid with Dreisaitl and have Nugent Hopkins center the line. And the theory is great players want to play with great players, and they take total ownership of that situation. You can't stop us. That's, you know, I'm not saying which great players, but let's just say Hall of Fame caliber players. 
best guys want to play with the best guys. Texas at 6.30, 6.30. They looked pretty damn good last night. Brendan, how many goals do you think Leon could have had? By my count, including the one he scored, it should have been six. He could have had six goals. I swear he was shooting for the post on those two that he hit. Yeah. He hit the spot, he, and, and, and I believe that there's guys that do that. They don't shoot for inside the post. They actually aim for the post, and then they hit the post. So, because you know the guys try to hit that corner. He hit the same spot twice in a row on Niemi. And then Niemi basically pulled two out of the net. It was ridiculous. And then on that one late in the game, he, he made a terrific save on but he still ended up kicking it off the post. So, there is, I don't I, you know, for me... I, I think you can go back to it at any time. I'd like to know what people think. It's the obvious question today. The first game all season that McDavid and Dreisaitl played together, and yes, they played against a team that does not have good defense. But that line dominated five on five. Absolutely dominated. Here's Todd McClellan. Uh, Connor, Leon, Drake, real good night there. They shared the puck well, and... Leon probably could have won the scoring race tonight alone had he uh, found a way to finish on some of his opportunities. But um, you know, overall, I'm happy we scored six. I'm really happy we only gave up two. I'm really happy we only gave up two. Part of the reason why they only gave up two, Koskinen, he got beat on the first one. I mean, that was a great shot by Domi. He got beat on it. How many rebounds did he spill? Not a lot. Okay. Were you confident watching him? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the players were confident playing in front of him. Okay, He's giving him something here. Yari Curry was a big believer in this guy. He said he will come in and compete for a number one job. I think suffice to say we're starting the team sitting there with a record of 9-8-1 and one through 18 games. And he's got now four of the nine wins. And he's had five starts. So he's been okay. Todd McClellan, these comments on the Oilers' defensive effort last night. You know what? We only needed three. And that was the message that we've been preaching over the last little bit here. It's, it's a, the NHL is a game to three on most nights. And it was great to get six. It was nice to, to get the offensive reward. But we checked well enough. We played better in a lot of different areas to only give up two. And tonight we only needed three. There you go. Um, you know what? That's sort of the Daryl Sutter line, first one to three wins. I'm wondering if we're seeing a little bit of a shift of that, if it might be the first one to four wins here, because I think offensive numbers are up a little bit. Let's do this. Uh, Darnell Nurse had these comments following the game on the offensive output. It's good for the confidence. I think, uh, you know, for us, we got to you know, go back. We'll see the game, but see what, what contributed to that, what, what, made that uh, what made that happen. And those are going to be habits that we're going to need to continue to, to work on, I think, you know, especially for our D core, being able to get pucks to the net um, and, and either the forwards getting after it or, you know, we uh, found a way to put a few in tonight too. So um, it's going to be important, like I said, those, those habits that, uh, that gave us the reasons and gave us the goals tonight, uh, those are going to be important for us to maintain. Just circling back to Leon Drysettle and Connor McDavid for a uh, second. Drysettle, uh, these comments following the game on his production uh, playing with Connor McDavid last night. Uh, yeah, I think we clicked a few times. Um, I probably should have had more than more than one goal, <laughs> but um, um, you know, hopefully, yeah, maybe six. But um, no, yeah, I thought again, uh, I thought our line played uh, played good. There you go. All right, so the orders get the victory. Um, you know, best guys. I mean, the other thing is, and we brought this up before, if you uh, go to Rogers Place to a game one time or, or you happen to watch the team play on the road with about four minutes left, 
in every pregame warm-up. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse situate themselves on the right face-off circle. Okay? And they just kibitz, whatever, BS, whatever you want to call it, for 30 seconds, 45 seconds. It's the long-term core of the team. There's no question about it. And um, so, you know, those guys, I, I think that Connor and Leon really like playing together. And there's the belief, play them together five on five and have Nugent Hopkins center the second line. Ryan does a lot of the unselfish stuff for the hockey team. Other things that happen, and again, uh, Montreal did not dress Carey Price. I'm not convinced the Oilers wouldn't have scored more against Carey Price. I'm serious. He has struggled against Edmonton, and Yemi made two or three ridiculous saves during that course. Connor McDavid could have had six or seven points last night. As it is, he's now tied for the NHL scoring lead after that three-point performance. He'd only had 12 points in the previous 12 games. Um, some other things of note, and I just want to uh, fire uh, your way, uh, and I know we're going to get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing more than just sportswear. The Oilers have played 18 games. They're 9-8-1, and one, and they now start to embark upon their Pacific Division schedule Saturday in Calgary. They get Calgary and Vegas back-to-back. It will not be easy. The Flames are a much better team than they were last year, at least on paper up front. In the last two seasons, remember what Peter Shirelli said when he came to Edmonton. He said, I'm building a team that can win uh, in the Pacific. And people said, well, you know what? There's been too many mistakes made, this and that. But the fact of the matter is the Oilers over the last two years have won in the Pacific Division. They are a combined 36-17-5. That is a 655 winning percentage over the Pacific over the last two years. They went 26-3 and in 2016-17 when they made the playoffs. And even last year, when they were not a very good team, they still went 16-11-2 in the Pacific Division. And I think we've seen this year, I think it's fair to say L.A. is not as good as they've been. Anaheim to date is not as good as they've been, but Anaheim to me is like, um, who's the dude from Mike Myers from Halloween? Or is it Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th? What, whatever the case, they're, they're like one of those characters. You can never kill off the Anaheim Ducks, even when they appear to be dead. And I mean, Anaheim's floating right now at about a 41% possession team. But... L.A. and Anaheim do not appear to be the same teams that they've been. Uh, Vancouver's cooled off, but I think their coach gets the most out of what they got. They do have some injuries on the back end. Vegas is not as good right now as they were last year. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Calgary, I think, are better than they were last season. They certainly spent money to be better. And uh, so, I mean, there's a look at San Jose. Found a way to rally last night. They blew a 3-0 lead, fell behind 4-3, and then ended up getting the win. They're still a very competitive team. But the Pacific Division is there to be had. And the Oilers have had a good record against the Pacific, and it starts Saturday against the Flames. One more thing, uh, TSN's Core 424 came out. That's a list of the top organizations in the league, 24 and under. It includes current NHL players. The Edmonton Oilers, according to TSN, have moved back to number one. Uh, the Oilers' core four includes three A-grade players, McDavid, Dreisaitl, first-liners, and they have Evan Bouchard as a first-pairing defenseman listed as an A-prospect. They have Nurse listed as a B-prospect. That does not include Yamamoto and Pugliarvi, both who would be on some other team's top four 24-and-under uh, prospects. So uh, I know we retweeted out a link to that. Um, bodes well, and the Oilers are slowly building some depth. 
I'm not going to preach patience to a fan base that's kept the building full for 11 of the last 12 years while they've missed the playoffs, but the fact of the matter is the Oilers are slowly building uh, significant depth throughout the organization, and they need to continue down that path. 12-24 in Edmonton when we come back in Oilers now. Brendan Escott will have NHL Today. For elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear, this is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. You know, I heard that commercial for Glenn Levitt, and I thought to myself, you know what really can cure a chest cold? Scotch. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Bruce McCurdy tweeted me, Bob, also worth noting that Koskinen has four of the six Oilers regulation wins in five starts versus 13. Wins are wins, but zero-point games for rivals are going to start to matter now that the Oilers are finally playing in their own division. That is a uh, fair assessment. All right, uh, let's get to Elite Promotional Marketing's NHL Today, more than just sportswear. And Brendan Escott's got uh, lots going on, including a a trade, which we will discuss momentarily. Absolutely. There's four games in the NHL tonight. St. Louis visiting Chicago. Boston plays the Avalanche in Colorado. Vegas entertains Anaheim, and the Capitals are out in Winnipeg. A couple milestones reach Last night, Joe Thornton scoring his 400th career goal and Mike Hoffman tying a Panthers franchise record with a 13-game point streak. Pavel Burry is the one that he tied. The Penguins have extended GM Jim Rutherford's contact, contract rather through the uh, 2022 season. He has won two cups with the Penguins and one with the Hurricanes back in 06, Oilers fans. And then shortly thereafter, the trade that Bob mentioned, they traded uh, for Kings Tanner Pearson going the other way, Carl Hagelin. Pearson has one assist in seven games this year. Hagelin not doing much better. A goal and two assists for a whopping three points. The Arizona Coyotes have locked up defenseman Jacob Chikrin to a six-year contract extension worth $27.6 million. That's a $4.6 million cap hit. And uh, the Rangers have recalled goaltender Merrick Mazanik and assigned Alexander Georgiev to the AHL. Elsewhere, Sebastian Ajo was wearing a non-contact jersey at practice this morning and Brett Pesci missed Carolina's practice altogether. Both are a little bit nicked up just day-to-day. And then all the uh, the youngsters, the Bakersfield Condors, Edmonton Oil Kings, and U of A Golden Bears all off until Friday. All right. Uh, just on the Pearson-Haglin trade, Kings obviously wanting to get out of the final two years of Tanner Pearson's deal at $3.75 million. Uh, he's going to make that over the next two seasons with just the one assist. There's concerns about his skating. Uh, he has twice hit 40 points. Uh, regarding Haglin, who's always been able to skate, this is actually almost the opposite deal of what Pittsburgh did when they picked up Hagelin. They traded David Perron from Pittsburgh to Anaheim and got Hagelin back and improved their team speed. Uh, I think they felt they needed some support scoring, and that's why they're taking the chance on Pearson at 3.75 cap hit. As for L.A., I can see the Kings flipping Hagelin at the deadline and getting a pick uh, as an asset back, mid-range pick, maybe a second or third rounder. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.